Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, prepay, and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We'd like to uh, 
invite you to uh, listen to our good friend Kelly Swanson, owner of On the Beach here in Monterey, California. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and hang out with us and talk to us about your shop. No worries. Thanks for having me. That's On the Beach Surf Shop. On the Beach Surf Shop. What's the website? Since, since 1986. Yeah, actually, it's going to be... In two days from now, it'll be 34 years, April 24th. Damn, congrats. Yeah. It's going to be well, a pretty trip of uh, not being open on the day that we you know, started out. No kidding. You're going to have to have a Zoom anniversary party. Oh, we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, congrats. That's incredible. 34 years. Yeah, pretty crazy. I opened the store when I was 20 years old. All right, before we go to the store, before we start talking about on the beach surf shop, let's go back in time and uh, Kelly, tell us where you were from and how you got into surfing. Well, what's crazy is I'm from a little farming town outside Fresno. And um, when I was eight years old, my parents sent me over to Kinlan Camp in Santa Cruz in the SoCal Mountains. So every summer I'd drive, they would drop me off and I'd spend three weeks at that camp. And that was in, inland? Uh, what's that? What camp was that again? Kennelin. Kennelin? Yeah, in SoCal Mountains, right above Capitola. Okay. Nice. Basically in Santa Cruz, you know. Okay. So, uh, and every year, you know, they shipped me since I was eight till I was 14 years old. Wow. So, yeah. So they get, I think once to get me out of their hair for the summer, but my parents <laughs> had a a hardware, mortar part, chemical business, tires, and I was the third child from my brother and sister, and they were way, you know, 13 years, 8 years older, so I was a, I was the child that came a little later in life and was inspected coming. Oops. Yeah, so. Kelly they, Oops Sorensen. Yeah, <laughs> best they've ever had, that's for sure. <laughs> so they, they had uh, almost like a hardware-style full utility retail shop? Yeah, farming supplies. Farming tires. supplies, okay. Yeah, tires, hardware, mortar parts. We had a tire store right there. Wow. So, so you you kind of grew up in the re, well, in retail. 100%. Yeah. My grandfather started in 1925 in the, that little town Mendota from a hardware uh, welding supplies, doing big tanks, all those farming tanks, water tanks, so yeah, the roots are in Mendota. Wow. Did 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 your uh, relatives have farms too, or no, not farms? They're just more on the retail side of it. Okay. So they're supplying to the farmers. Yeah. So we we're in bed with them pretty much because the farmers were doing good, and obviously they're paying their bills, and you know, so it's part of the industry that we were there that we supplied to them. Yeah. So were you a, a slave uh, laborer as a as as a child? Oh, 100%. (laughs) It's just keep them busy. Go count bolts. You know, how many bolts do we have? I was already (laughs) You didn't have a scanner. You had to do it one by one, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, looking at what my dad did and how he owned pretty much like a half city block of hardware, mortar parts. I I remember him doing all his inventory, which is on these little cards. couldn't even imagine it. My mom was the bookkeeper that ran the books, and it was all by hand too. Wow, that's so crazy. Just yeah, they think, had. Think four, about what, think about how much more work 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Um, retail was back in the day. I mean, I'm sure it hasn't changed totally, but at least we have computers. But back yeah. then it was all like, you know, using your, your yeah. brain and your yeah. hands and your fingers and all that. It's crazy. Yeah. Me, me and Lyndon, when we worked at uh, Huntington Service Sport. It's Lyndon and I. Jay. Lyndon and I. Okay. Corrector. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to fill out and write out the item on a triplicate receipt, you know, on every item. So you had to have good penmanship for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so tell us about uh, that camp. What was it? Kit, Kitlinton? Kinlin. Kinlin. Had to wear these green short shirts with a horse on it. <laughs> but every Sunday they'd have beach day, so okay. I got to go to the beach and they had activities. So they had scuba diving, which I took, sailing, which I took, anything you can get to the beach, I took it. Yeah. But I grew up on swim team because growing up in Mendota, you know, by Fresno, it's you know 110, 105 degrees. I mean, yeah. your life was in the pool trying to just cool off. Yeah. So I was on swim team all the way through high school. So swimming was just like an easy forte of mine. Nice. Which, as you know, is you know if you're a good swimmer, you got a paddle. You actually can you know paddle out on a board, and you still got your head of the game. Yeah. So did they have boards? You guys could. Yeah, they had body boards. They never yeah. had surfboards just because that's. But they take it to the beach, and they had everybody. The whole camp was there. It was three buses down. And they go to right past back in the day, past Portola Surf Shop. So what you're saying is you lost your virginity at this summer camp. No, I'm, I'm at surfing, I'm dude. Valley boy. <laughs> <laughs> summer camp. What time at summer camp? My girlfriend was a good Catholic girl, I should say. Uh, you got the surf bug. That's what he I said. Got, uh, I got the surf bug big time. So. You know. So you guys boogie boarded a lot then? Boogie boarded. I actually have an O'Neill wetsuit that I first tra- used. So the zipper in the front, shorts. It was just, you know, I was thought I was so cool because I meet all these kids from Newport Beach. And coming, you know, to, from Newport and being the full surf crew and some of our counselors were surfers. Mm. So it was just, you know, kind of idolized these guys. So, and then at one point after I think it was three years, four years going, I actually loved it so much. I spent six weeks at camp for the oh, last wow. three years. Yeah. And my parents were like, oh, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. you know, I was good. I love what I did and love the camp. So it was a very, it was a great camp. And it's still going today too. That's rad. What, uh, yeah. so at what point did, at what point in time did you start or find a surfboard and start surfing? 
Well, as I said, the Sundays we go to beach day, mm-hmm. it would drive right past Partola Surf Shop okay. down at South Santa Mose is where they would take us. And so every time that my parents would pick me up after after camp, I would go actually go to you know, to Mike Locatelli's store that owned Portola at the time and buy all my school stuff there. And then on the camp also took us to the boardwalk. And there was a killer store, just, you know, surf stuff down in Marini's. They kind of had this surf, more, we call it a surf shop, but they had all the surf apparel vans, OP, yeah. all that, all those sick OP airbrush boards back in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Props. It was just like, oh, this, so that's kind of really, I was so drawn to it and just I thought it was the coolest thing. And I'd go back to Fresno. I say Fresno, but no one else knows where Mendota is. Yeah. Um, but I'd have bands. Like, I was the first person to have bands in my school. Oh, Holy you were smokes. the trend center. Oh, yeah. Wow. Siders, you know, Senior Lopez. I was just <clears throat> living it up. But it was just like... Did you have the flock of Seagulls, Seagulls haircut with the... Uh, I can probably tell a couple of pictures I got that. Yeah, we got to get those pictures from you. Back when we used to have hair, I used to have long hair. I loved it. Yeah. Did you rock a mullet since, since you lived inland? Uh, no, I never did the mullet thing. I was never, it's funny, I was never a rock. My friends were all hard rock guys, and I was just kind of this in-between, kind of more, you know, trying to listen to freaking English beat and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was definitely this, our school is very rocked out. That's funny. So where, where would you stay if you went to the camp for three weeks and then you started extending like to a six week trip? What, who were you hanging with? Well, I was hanging with everybody that was at the camp. But then once another good thing is one of our friends had a house literally right on the beach at a, in the Seabright. Wow. And when I turned 16, again, I'm 100 and, 120 miles away from the beach. Yeah. yeah. So, but when I, my, when I was very independent, my parents got invested in the company and the thing blew up so they always had cars for me because they just had some funds sitting in this kind of a trust account i guess or insanity he invested in so it got me my cars but my first car was a 280z two plus two and i put all these santa cruz (laughs) and when i was 16 i literally drove to santa cruz with a couple friends in this day and age there's no way in hell i'd let my kid do that <laughs> it was a so, lot more lax back in the day oh, it's just like, very uh, much just, yeah i'm gonna go to santa cruz but we had friends they knew where i stayed but they literally had a house on the other side of the boardwalk on it was at the very end of sea right there's sconey's house and they let me stay there oh the key's right here go ahead and stay there or or they were there yeah so i get to wake up and i look out the window and the beach is right there nice. that's insane Oh, it was in, yeah, incredible. So, it was summertime, though, so was there waves in the summertime in Santa Cruz? or? Oh, Santa Cruz goes off. Southwell, Pleasure Point. Yeah. And yeah. Femur, but there is one, and I bought a surfboard my sophomore year, and I think I surfed it three times at Cal's, and think I was in. And there was one day that I was there, and uh, another Santa Cruz guy had no wetsuit on. It was summertime, so, but I had a spring suit on. And this guy dropped in on this guy, and he's like, oh, you know, fucking San Jose coop, get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I hate these guys. And he looked at me like I was some local guy. I'm just like, dude, I'm from Mendota. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm in. I'm, kind of, I'm accepted, you know. Yeah, I, you I, are. First time, I'm like, he thinks I live here. I'm like, oh, my God. So I dro- literally drove to the Ford dealership, 
got one of their license plate frames and put it on my car. Smart. <laughs> smart. I like it. So at that point, I'm just like, oh, I'm in. You know, but I've had, we spent time there all the time anyway, but it was just more like I was just drawn into this. And then when Mike, I bought my first board off Mike and I was just like, idolize the guy. He looked like Magnum P.I. <laughs> I mean, literally the big guy, mustache, full on. I mean, it was just, so that was your first, uh, like, real surf shop that you hung out at? Oh, for Portola? sure. Portola? Portola Surf? Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. the guy's name was Mike Locatelli? Mike Locatelli. Yeah. He's the reason why I'm here today. One nice. of the reasons. Yeah. But, you know, he treated me gold. You know, you got surf shop status, and you go in there, and they, they you know, you idolize those guys behind the counter. Yeah. The Grom. And not even know I was even a Grom, but I was just one of those guys with – and mom and dad's, you know, credit card was easy. Oh, I need a new wetsuit. Okay. I only wore it six times, but I want another one. So it's fine. Cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, I'm like, oh, this guy's killed, you know. He's cool. Did, was, it, was it a classic surf shop with, like, TV playing videos every day and a little couch area? Or uh, no, that was actually a little before kind of TVs rolled out, you know. I mean, I think there might have been one back there, but I don't remember. The, his shop was so small. Yeah. But it was more about the guys, but he had this one girl that was just beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, she can float straight up. It was just like, wow. And he just like Google over he's her. A, he's a smart man. He's a smart businessman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got you to yeah. hire, you know, the right I'm staff. I'm not going there right now on that one. So, so <laughs> were, you, were you like uh, doing any, any work at the shop? Like. Well, it's, just it's funny. There's one day, and then um, one day I drove all the way from Fresno. Don patrolled it. It was my senior year, and there was no waves. It was completely flat. And I'm just bound flying because I'm like, this is a fucking ocean. There's no waves. What the hell? There should be waves here. Not knowing swell or anything. Yeah. You know, just thinking, I always went to the ocean. There was always waves. Not knowing weather. Yeah. Yeah. Total, not even in the know. And there's no 976 surf yet. No. <laughs> or surf live. <clears throat> no. So I was just like, I can't believe. So I waited till the store opened and I literally had nothing else to do. I stepped at that store and hung out for like six hours. <laughs> just talking and trying to help him because I was working. I always worked at my mom and dad's store. So it was easy. Yeah. To, he just wanted to be in there. And he's always treating me well because we always talk. I brought him cantaloupes if you've don't know but mendota is the cantaloupe capital of the world oh wow wow so all those nice cantaloupes this is where i'm from <laughs> you know uh -huh. farm so, so what what was that first board that you bought a chuck benson a chuck denson benson benson okay chuck denson and uh was he a local shaper up there or yep okay total. yep was it a thruster twin fin what was it thruster hmm. i guess some like six two Brand new, just right off the rack. Not even going in. Just, I want that brand new board new with West, some hotline. sweet '80s air, airbrush. Yep, yeah, it's pretty sick. Nice, nice. So, yeah. so that was your. Wait, what were you saying? Uh, senior year. You senior drove, year. Just drove up. Trying to be a part of it, you yep. know. And, and you're staying at that dude's guy. house, that, your friend's house. What's that? You were staying at your friend's house. Yeah. Which was about half a mile away from Portola. Yeah. So. And how yeah. did you spend the whole summer that time? 
Uh, no, but I got, because I had to work. My dad put me to work. So okay. I was there, you know, going back and forth during, but I get to stay at their house. Yeah. So maybe every other weekend I'd be able to go. But, um, we, and then. You put the surf shop's uh, phone number on speed dial so you could call and see if there's waves? <laughs> uh, no, I just went. <laughs> you didn't even care. You You're going to go anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But there was waves every time I also went, so it didn't matter. <laughs> did Did you ever try to surf contests? How How? It must have been hard to progress, right? Like, cause oh you're... yeah. Well, I first so I after summer I actually moved to Monterey. Okay. So, but I wanted to move. My parents were like, oh, I want to move to Santa Cruz because that's what I knew, and not you know we always went to Monterey too. Had friends with houses, so we both places we went back and forth. But Santa Cruz is what I knew, and. I was like, hey, I want to go to Cabrillo, the junior college there, and learn something because I just wasn't great in school. But I know what my destiny was to take over or be a part of the family business. And I didn't yeah. really just – that's what I knew. That's what I was going to do and just go to Santa Cruz, get out of town, and then come back. But so they didn't let me go to Santa Cruz. So I'm like, well, my friend was going to Monterey Plenty College, the junior college here. I'm like, hey, how about NPC? And my dad was a huge golfer, so that was very easy to sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come yeah. and hang out with you. Yeah. I'll come visit. A lot of friends, and he just he was involved in this um, television um, station. They just sold out, so he had some cash sitting around to invest. So he bought a condo. So at 18 years old in Monterey, I got a whole condo to myself. What? Sick. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Dude, it, you had the life of luxury uh, right there, brother. It was pretty cool. They come over. The, I mean, obviously they were there for the weekends. Yeah, I had this whole. Con- and again, I was very independent. And um, so, and it just the way it happened. This condominium used to be an old folks kind of like age bracket. Yeah. But then this new law came in that they couldn't do that anymore. You know, so I was literally the first kid that came in. To that condominium complex <laughs> so there is new rules happening all the time you can't have 25 people in the jacuzzi <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really big jacuzzi or yeah was it really but it was you know there's some laps lap children going on that's for sure yeah but kelly yeah, kept breaking the rules and they kept adding them <laughs> oh yeah, they kept on adding them and my parents kept on getting calls hey you can't do this or that and no, no wheel in the kegs down to the jacuzzi area. No, no. One time we were surfing and all of a sudden the fog came in and we just literally were like, oh, let's go back to my place. And we literally had about 20 people on the pool and that's when they got all, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, so, yeah. But it was quite funny. So what did you go to school for? Like just general um, classes or did you yeah, do I went business? Yeah, I took automotive. Nice. Because that's what I was going back to be in. Yeah. That didn't last too long. (laughs) So I first I was doing business classes mostly and math. And and I just started surfing and got to hang out with all these guys and just got in with the full surf crew and just kind of got in there quickly. And kind of just was around now. It's all about thinking about surf, surf, surf. Like, wow, I'm surfing every day. And this is what I dreamed about. Yeah. So at that time, I did a whole year at NPC and barely got through. Took an oceanography, which was insane. Um, business was good. The, the automotive was done, though. I was just like, I have no interest in this. And it was kind of like the light bulb that went off. I'm like, 
I don't have no interest in this. Why do I want to go back there? Right. But parents made me go back to summer, made me work, do all these deliveries, chemicals. I had a full, um, full on. I had to go all these farms and deliver parts, chemicals, tires, just this whole route I had yeah. to go through. Were, were your other siblings already in that, no, like the family um, business? Dan was one of the guys that ran the chemical business, so which was our main business, the yeah. chemical pesticides thing. But hardware and tires ran themselves, kind of. But it was, you know, they worked their asses off. They built it, and they they did a great job. And it's just, you know, they tried to teach me. I think the biggest thing my I got from my dad, and I still use today. He was it was in the warehouse one day, and I was literally just brooming it and he comes out there and says dude you're doing it wrong this is how you do it. i'm like what do you mean i'm just putting dust you know pushing her the broom around He's like no you got to push it slower because if you push it the way you are you're just gonna have to go back and get the dust that you threw up in the air it's coming back down <laughs> but, you know you know the simple things kind of thing you know yeah like, oh, wax on okay so as soon as he leave, I'm going back to my, you know, does yeah. the way I want to do it. But I use that term today because it's the most simple thing to use. It's like if you just teach your kid or teach your employee the right, way. The, right way the first time and they get it, it's going to help the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. The whole store. Yeah. So I always tell that story and I, it's one of the biggest things I use today Every, you know, with all the employees on if you just do it right the first time and continue you're going to succeed and take this on your own life too yeah, yeah. it's like so, that saying good advice me- measure twice cut once or something like that yeah I'm still working on that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been redoing racks in here since we've kind of closed down the place so you should bring Lynn in there he, he's really handy with tools no <laughs> <laughs> no I, yeah. I am not. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole store is custom built, so I've actually seen all the guys do it. The bamboo poles I have, I pretty much 80% I did myself in here, so it's it's quite my little village here. So, nice. so, so what happened after uh, college? Well, since after that summer, I literally drove back. I only stayed one weekend back home, and then all the other weekends, I came directly back here. Driving as fast as I can just to catch that evening glass off and surf and get back to. I mean, there's so many parties to go to and all this and seeing all the friends. It just it just felt home. So yeah. it's just like living somewhere else that I didn't want to live and coming back here was more like this is where I want to be. Were you getting heat from your parents? No, no, no. You're you're working, getting your stuff done, and then bouncing yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, they saw the independence, and they, and they actually drove, you know, they came to the weekend, too, so they were here. Yeah. What's nice is they came, went back to Fresno, but they come on the weekends most of the time or spend more. So I've always kind of, I call it live with my parents, but it was yeah. enough that they weren't there enough, but enough to, you know, not miss them or anything, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. So, and my sister and brother come over on, you know, time, too. So it was a family second house, I should say. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so what led you to starting a shop? Um, well, knowing after that summer, I didn't want to go back to Mendota and 
what I'm like, wow, they're in 80, you know, it's 84, so surf is just booming. Yeah. And knowing Michael Gatelli, because when I came over here, there's another store over here. That was good, and the owners were nice and funny. That uh, This guy, Brad Johnson, was one of this called Sunshine Freestyle. He's actually originally from Fresno, too. Okay. So it's quite weird, funny at the same time that two guys came from inland and opened up surf shops. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like we were like we were born in the wrong place, but loved surf and got involved. And you know he's a big skier too that I was, and over there, and we knew kind of the same people that mentored us in our that, that part of the ski part. So, but anyway, so but Michael Ocatelli back again our relationship. So I went to him going, hey, I want to open a surf shop in Carmel, and he's just like, what? I'm like, you want to be my partner? You know? And he's like. Uh, yeah, because he's got all the connects. Yeah. You know, kind of my mentor. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to go back to Mendota. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's got the experience and he could, you know, yeah, kind of help, help with the process. Connects, you so, know. so uh, what, what was that other surf, surf shop? Sunshine Freestyle. Sunshine Freestyle. And were there other surf shops? In- uh, there's there is some other shops that came and gone. You know, everybody tried to oh, open a shop and yeah. it just didn't work out. There yeah. was probably like five, three to three, four stores open up here and there. There's some mall stores that sweats and surf. Yeah, yeah. Up, you know, know that, that kind of so. So so yeah, so it was eighty four that you decided to open up the shop. Yeah, April twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. No, eighty six. Eighty six. So okay. Two years out of high school. Two years out of high school. Wow. Okay. Uh, Twenty years old. Was it like full hard goods, wetsuits, and clothing? Like yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, surf shop. That's awesome. Surf shop, skateboards. So, so. how did you uh, start it with with uh, help from your parents? Yeah, well, that what remember when I said my dad invested in this thing and yeah. So his it was I think he put like thirty thousand dollars into this investment from another guy that. Um, that used to work for him came in like, Hey, gave him a sales pitch. I want to do this. And he only put 30 grand in and it basically that business blew up too. And it just became my fun. So, <laughs> well, I mean, put me through school, buy my cars, you know? So it was just like, this is my, like, I don't want to call it a trust fund, but it was something that they invested in. Like, this is someday this could be his. Yeah. Wow. Use, okay. use it for uh, business or maybe buy your own, you know, condo house or. Yeah. It just something. happened. That it really yeah. worked well. And so instead, so the college fund, when, you know, you save college fund for kids, this is my college fund basically. Yeah. yeah. So, and, um, so he let me, it basically took a hundred thousand dollars out to open the store. Wow. We made we gave Mike forty percent of the business just because he of his know how, right? Yep. Of what? So that, that was it. And then we kind of, you know, went over a little budget. So we grabbed twenty more grand. So one hundred twenty grand was the full all in startup. Startup. So, so who in neg- Carmel, which was people are just like, are you kidding me? It's like, you know, radio down Beverly Hills, kind of that status quo. Right. Yeah. Carmel's pretty bougie, right? Really? It's, yeah. And it kind of was then, but super now. Yeah. Crazy. You know, love Carmel, but it's, it's not a real town. It's a tourist it's, destination. It's a tourist. It's a beautiful second home, third home, fourth home, fifth home. Pebble Beach is right next to it. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so it's just, it doesn't 
cater to locals very well anymore. Yeah. But still so how did you de- how did you decide on on the name on the beach? Where'd well, that... it's funny. I actually, you know, how surfing sports are all. Yeah. We wanted to call it Carmel Surfing Sport, just because Carmel is such an iconic um, name. Yep. And funny that same year, Clint Eastwood was running for mayor <laughs> and became mayor. Okay. So as, as we were opening our store, this whole huge thing about Carmel was in the same time that Clint was running. So Carmel is just blowing up. Tourists everywhere. Buses flowing in. Where's Clint? Where's Clint? You yeah. Know? Where's Dirty Harry? <laughs> oh, yeah. He had the hog breath. You know? so he had his bar there. Hang, hang a right, Clyde. Yeah. Dude, how, yeah. just well, think, you could have made T-shirts that said, Clint, don't surf. Yeah. But it was more about ice cream back then. I guess there was an ice cream thing you can't drink, you know, and Clint's big deal. Or It, it, was, it was good. It was good. Make my day. Time. Go ahead. Uh, you feel lucky, made my punk? Day, yeah. <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> he, was, he did so much for the city and this, the, especially the Carmel Youth Center. He really did a great job. So, so I don't think you answered the question. How did you come up with on the beach? Oh, well, I was getting there. Okay. Carmel. So, Carmel Serving Sports. So, we went to the, when I first went to the business license thing, I asked them, hey, I want to open the business. And they're just like, oh, where's your dad? I'm like, no, I'm opening the business. It's like, okay. So, and I, I came back to, it's like, oh, I want to do, you know, it's going to be called Carmel Surfing Sports. Like, well, you can name it that way, but you, we have this thing. You can't print Carmel on t-shirts. You can't call your business Carmel something. Wow. Ooh. So, cause this way you can have it, but you can't print it cause you're selling the name of Carmel. Right. So I was like, oh, that sucks. Cause that's, you know, surf shop's backgrounds back. Bone is their own line, their yeah. own name, you know? destination. Yeah. Totally. So I wonder. I wonder if that's why, like Huntington Serving Sport versus Huntington Beach Serving Sport, and new, you know, like I wonder if there's ways to wiggle, yeah, know, wiggle but, around it. But those shirts yeah, say Huntington Beach, California. But Carmel is such, you know, anti-tourist T-shirts and all that. Yeah, they just put it in as a. And it's a real small town. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised so, they didn't let you do it and just um, require, like, a royalty or a license or something like that. Well, I'm glad they didn't. It was yeah. actually the best thing ever because we came up with a way better name on the beach. Yeah. But it literally came from that book on the beach, the Holocaust book, not Hol- the nuclear Hol- nuclear. And Mike, Mike's the one that actually brought it up. Huh. We had some had designer guy kind of helping design the store at that time and he they said well how about on the beach it's like yeah you know you're always saying hey let's meet on the beach or something so it actually turned out and what's nice is because if we were called carmel serpent sport i mean now we were in monterey then we can't globally move it yeah yeah so it's actually you don't want to put a name unless you're you know huntington yeah for sure you're not moving out of huntington yeah but just think of huntington had another store in newport does that or mean? Pasadena. Or, uh, yeah, Pasadena. Surf. Pasadena well, Surf and Sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I think there was a Pasadena Surf and Sport, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? HSS. That's when they switched to HSS. Oh, uh, really? They had one? No, yeah. I don't think so. They're, they were trying to get one pushed through. Yeah. Uh, but so that was the best thing ever that we changed the name because it is so, you know. Globally, we can take it anywhere if we really wanted to. Yeah. Not so that you, I wanted. So you were 20 years old, 
and you went to your dad and said, hey, I want to start my own business. I want to open up a surf shop. Yeah. You, you know, he, he, was he apprehensive or was he just like, sure, man, go for it? Well, he first kind of talked to me. It's like, well, what, would, what do you plan on doing? It's like, well, all I was planning on doing is like, okay, I'm in love with surf. Yep. I love girls. And, <laughs> and, and I want to be around surf. So those three factors at 20 years old, you know, I get to do it all. <laughs> did he, so, did he ask you for a business plan? Like a proper. Yeah. Well, when I brought in, see, I already propped Mike into the whole business. Right. I've actually had him before because they're just going, how much is, why is this all on our credit card bill? <laughs> you know? so, like, so they put a limit on me when going to Mike's store. So they have actually had this conversation. Yeah. Your dad's, but, your dad's man, probably smart enough to figure out, Hey, if my son's doing this, there's probably yeah. hundreds of other kids doing this. Exactly so he, right. He starts his own deal, and he he's like he does it the right way. He might be able to do something with it. Yeah, yeah, no. He, but he basically says like, well, if you're not going to learn, and I was never, I grew up with dyslexia. I, I, school was not my forte at all. Yeah, you know. But I'm a, I was a join the person. club. I saw him in action, and my best school was seeing my mom and dad run their own business. Yeah. yeah. So, And that was an everyday school for me because I was there after school. So I and saw him bring it home, saw my mom till 2 a.m. doing the books. I mean, it was just, you know, I go out there, and she's still out there at doing all, everything. Yeah. So they work their asses off. It's crazy so, how much you learn in real life than in books, right? I mean, not, not to – discourage education or anything like that but real life experience really has more value than you know well that and and that and the simple things that you don't think about while growing up like you know the work ethic you know you just you just thought it was the norm like watching your parents do this well if that's the norm then that's what i'm gonna do yeah yeah And, and you're seeing them in action so you know, I'm not a book learner. I'm a, a visual learner. Yeah. So seeing them, even though I wasn't as going back to the story of sweeping. Yeah. It, it literally is. I saw them in action and, and, and I really learned to talk to other people yeah. through them. Yeah. How to communicate. Communicate and, how customer service is, I mean, everything and how you, how relationship building, you know, is long, long term. So, oh, it's, a back, it's a backbone of any business. So, yeah. so. 1986, on the beach in Carmel. Yep. Um, you, who who talked to the uh, who negotiated the lease? Who found the the location? Um, How did I that all? Call, and then I went to Mike. It's like, hey, I got a spot. There was this company called Dick Bruin, and they owned a store called the Back Back Pocket. And at that time, you'll like this one. This guy was the manager of the back pocket, and then they moved it right next to the hog's breath. Okay. But, but the guy's name is Tommy Noble. Huh. Sound familiar? Yeah. Noble Peace Price? Newport Surfing Sport. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. So his, he was the manager for Dick Bruin, and then he, they moved it to the hog's breath, and then Tommy somehow I forgot I don't know this whole story but he got involved with Paul at Newport Surfing Sport and he came went down there and became his manager I forgot 
I forgot Paul's name, the original He's guy. He's in Yes. Yeah. So there's the connection. And Tommy's brother, Pete Noble, which is a Monterey High um, football coach. And if you don't know Pete's name, he's got one of the biggest, longest um, surfboard collections. He's owned oh, wow. all these classic, all the boards are in my store I've had since day one. And Tommy used to work for Locatelli. Okay. So there's a full circle kind of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got introduced to all those guys, and Pete has 80 boards in here right now on display. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'm his storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> But it also is like cool. It's like cool art oh, too. Oh no, it's insane! I have a sim. Yeah. It's worth about eighty thousand bucks. Holy here. moly! Yeah, it's legit. The twin fin Simmons. Okay. Yeah, I we're gonna have to get a photo of that one. In one day with Wingnut, he's like, just looked up at the board. And like, I shaped that board. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? you know. Hey, I got a board uh, you might be interested in. I got, like, equal, like, 33rd on at the uh, two-star QS event back in, you know, 91. Yeah. I don't know. Might be worth, you know, something. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, boom. You open up the store. Locatelli's 40% owner. 40% owner, right? Yep. And how was it, like, you have a huge grand opening. Was it easy? Yeah, I mean, look, when, that's where I was just like the little kid and Loco was doing everything. He kind of had this party. And the girl at the time, Cindy Ferreira, um, was his girlfriend. And she went on later to own Sessions Snowboard Clothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And now she owns Merge 4 Socks. Okay. So, but that was Loco's girlfriend at the time. And she was very... Um, you know, ongoing, all those foam signs back in the day, those 80s foam signs with logos on it. She made all those. Huh. But Jay, how do you like that board? Curran. Nice. Damn. Open P, rib curl, Elmeric. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So here's all these boards. We're oh, doing a, a FaceTime uh, walk through the shop and checking out the, the quiver Kind of above the fixtures hanging from the ceiling. All those. Yeah, this is lights are off, so it's kind of hard to see, but here's that twinner. Wow. Dang. Two Simmons. Damn. Yep. How much Something. is that thing worth? At one point, I mean, you know, when it was booming, 80000 is what he told me. Wow. Someone Damn. offered me. I don't know if he'd get that today. So, yeah. it's impressive. Yeah. All right. Got, so you're 20 back. years old. So you I'm 20 years old. You open, open the, the store. store. You have you have all the brands, right? Locatelli secured all yeah, the brands. We didn't, we didn't get Gotcha for a while because Sunshine had it and they had a good relationship with them. Greg Garrett was the rep. Kenny Kadapa. Um, but once they saw the store, because you know, back in the day, as you pointed out earlier, you know, you go to a shop and there's a TV there, right? And you, everybody's sitting in the corner. Well, technically, I had the, the flat screen TV in our store even before they came out. Flat <laughs> so what I did is embedded in a box on this wall, I embedded the TVs. So on the wall, it looked flat. 
So they just weren't, here's a TV somewhere. Right, right. You know, and then, hey, you actually had the visual surf movies going all day with two of them, not just one, but two. Yeah. Added in the wall. Sweet. So did you go all out with, with your, like, build out? I think at that time we did. Yeah. But, you know, it was in the 80s, so you had a lot of color, a lot of the floor is actually cement floored, so we splatter painted the floor, which in its day and was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could not pull that off today. Yeah. <laughs> so little, it, little neon splatter. Oh yeah, neon. We had I had a black light that would splatter paint all this neon, and black light would pop it. Do so, you, so when you, how how was the the first week, first day? Was it everything that you expected? Like, oh more. Nice. Good well, turnout. You already had a lot of relationships with the probably the, the crew around your same age, right? Yeah, it was very exciting to because the crew got behind it. Again, there's a lot of youth going on. I was yeah. involved with it. And uh, and it was just one store here. Sunshine was the only store here for 10 years. Yeah. So I think there might have been a couple little, you know, other stores, but nothing like what they were. And they put on a contest every year, which was sick, you know, and still was going forward for a while. Um, so, you know, they gave back to the locals and it was, you know, Brad's such a killer guy. You yeah. Know? What, I hate competitor against him because I liked him so much. Yeah. What, um, what were some, some of your like surprises when you first opened, you know, that first month you're like, whoa, I can't believe we did this or I can't, you know, I can't believe this is going off or was there anything like that or. I don't know. I think it was I'm, coming from my parents. It was just like my dream come true. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it's like I just, you know, I was telling my parents, I want to get a job. I'll get a busboy job and this and that just because it was a cool. It's like you got the full surf crew or busboys and then they surf all day or, you know, or you hit yeah. I want to be a part of. But at that point, I didn't, you know, I was sponsored by my mom and dad. So I didn't really need the money. It's just I wanted to go out and branch out. Yeah. And, um, so I'm like, well, shit, what a better way of doing it. Just yeah. open up, you know? And then, you know, going back to it wasn't about the – it was never about the money. It was just about being part of it. Yeah. Were, were you doing some cool, like, local events? Like, were you doing we any – We had like, skateboard competitions. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sunshine was putting on that contest. So it was just like, okay, they got that dialed. So, you know, we did – we did in 1989. We started snow trips out of our, you know, that's when snowboarding started hitting. Yeah, yeah. So we do bus trips right out of Carmel, literally, you know, half a, two blocks away from the beach. We're grabbing, going snowboarding from our store. Yeah. So and that's a good point of difference and separation from you know your competition, right? Add yeah, another I mean, service. They have, they have, yeah, they had you know something to do something. We had skateboard competitions. One of my good friends. Um, was a pro, Rob Roscoff. Yeah. And he knew everybody at that time. Skating was blowing up. Santa Cruz, uh, Santa Cruz skateboards. Yep. He's the um, one with the hand coming out of the dart. The, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, you know, actually opened a store with Mike. Like, first year we had like $40,000 just sitting in our bank account just because it's like, wow, we did okay. You know? Wow. So, yeah. Well, let's open another store. So, we had a lot of people from Salinas area come to our store and we're just like, oh, let's just um, open a store over there. Let's, let's get big, you know? Yeah. So we opened it over there and, you know, bigger is not better. Yeah. Yeah. But 
but it's easy to fall into that trap, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're 20 now at the time I'm 21 years old. It's like, yeah, we're going to blow it up. Yeah, yeah you, you got the recipe. You got a new location. It should just be easy. You're invincible. Yeah. 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 So so that happened, and it didn't work. And in the meanwhile, I was ready to spread my wings. So three years later, I bought my loco out. And wow. was, he wanted to spend time with his his store too. He yeah. felt he was right, so we bought him out. And um, did he ever work your store or just? Oh yeah, I know he he had to commit to. I think it was two days or three days a week. Okay. And you know it, it was you know you'd have to drive down from Santa Cruz, but it was a cool thing for him because yeah. you know it's another operation, new people that he knew, or meeting all these new people. So and what's nice is you know we're forty five minutes away. So he had that connection from Carmel now to Santa Cruz. So we, yeah. we cross-promoted both stores at the same time. Yeah. People so. could go to Carmel for one thing and go to Santa Cruz for another. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and Santa Cruz was the hub for everything. Yeah. You know, most people, you know, even though Sunshine was down here, you know, a lot of people went to Santa Cruz because it was just more selection. Yeah. Yeah. So were, you guys, were you guys carrying any... Like you were doing these snowboard or ski buses, were you carrying like snow and ski gear? Yeah, we started carrying Moro. We got Burton, you know, and Sims. It was mostly Sims and Moro was our first. Yeah. Because Sunshine actually had Burton because they were a ski shop too. Okay. That fell in, and then they were just like, you know, we need to expand this because we're selling all this and snow is just blowing up. So in '93, well, this is after I opened bought out Locatelli but in 93 I opened Monterey store location I'm in now okay um, just because of snowboarding and we used to sell 250 boards a year for a yeah. while yeah dang just crazy so we couldn't really justify doing that in Carmel yeah and then within a year and a half this store Monterey actually took over Carmel and just caught up with it in sales and then the Carmel store started going down and it just went down to a certain point, and then Monterey stopped growing, and Carmel started going down still. So this whole, like, we need to clip Carmel. Yeah. Um, that was in, like, the early, mid-'90s when there was a re- recession? Yeah, we were, I got rid of it in uh, February '99. Okay. So, and I think it, it, it was the hardest, but it was the best thing I ever did, smartest yeah. thing I ever did. Because even though what Carmel is today, they wouldn't survive. So and you, he looked, he looked as a tourist store too at the same time. You mentioned uh, Gotcha uh, earlier. Yeah. How? What was like? You know, what, which brands were popping back then? Uh, well, obviously Stussy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the fashion brand, Gotcha, Quicksilver. And then you had, I mean, shoot, Jimmy Z's. Any, you know, those, those were the two big ones. And so it was Gotcha. Stussy was huge. Yeah. Quick. Still haven't sold as many pants I've ever had in one, you know, skew. The, the beach pant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elastic waist. I had one. Yeah. <laughs> Elastic waist, brushed cotton. Oh, yeah. The most simple <laughs> thing you could ever imagine to build. Yep. But you would never wear it now. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of had as we certain here and there. Yeah, a little bit. Outer Known yeah. kind of makes some stuff that's kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, I got a box sitting in there just sent I didn't even know about. 
What is that? I must have missed. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a separate show. (laughs) (laughs) But I want a pair. That's the thing. I've been eyeing those things. So. So so you had Carmel open, and then you opened up Monterey. Uh, opened up Monterey in 93. Okay. And then you shut down Carmel in 90, 99. 99? Yeah. So both of them going for six years. Nice. Yeah. And it, and it worked for a while. Yeah. But, you know, you're always chasing cash. You're always, you know, pay you later and this and that. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's the cash flow. But obviously, you know, 20 years old just trying to open the store, not getting the background of, you know, I consider I need my mom's side of me for the books and dad's side of me up front. Yeah. With, with your locations there, is there like a high season, like a typical, you know, summer, June, July, August. And then, yeah, it, totally. you know, and then yeah. kind of weather, weather, you know, get through winter was, was winter big with snow. And I mean, you sold 250 boards. That's a lot for snowboards. Yeah, it was at that time. So, yeah. But it, it it's some not. gray marketing there. No. <laughs> now, the gray market is just a pain in the ass. You know, it's not like those down south guys. They just roll in and pay full retail. Yeah. And then you start, Come on, uh, Kelly. Then you start ordering up. When you say Stussy and Burton, there's gray market involved. Oh, yeah, but I never. I did one Stussy one. They even called me. And I'm like, no, but I did it because I, I actually, during that time, I went mail order, too. Oh, I, yeah. Advertising Surfer Magazine, motocross action, way ahead of the game. You know, I was in moto before anybody got in moto. Huh, okay. So I grew up in moto. Yeah. Motorcycles, and it was part of that good crossover. But I got there even before they started jumping in. That's funny. Yeah. So I tried that. You know, Bow Surf, I got my first Echo Beach shorts from Bow Surf when I was in Fresno. From mail order. From mail order. Yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. So, so you saw you saw other people doing. You're like, shoot, man, I'm, I might as well just put in put in an ad and make some extra money. Yeah, well, just uh, get getting big, you yeah. know, playing, running after, uh, be get your name out there and be the big guy. And it's like diversify yeah. the portfolio. Not knowing that the biggest guy that was doing mail order at that time was all about gray market. (laughs) (laughs) The guy, Peter at Surf Plus up north. I remember that one. Yeah. And I come to find out, so yeah, he's going big. It's like every rep's taking paper for him. Yeah. Uh, It's like how many smalls and how many mediums? No, it's still large. (laughs) (laughs) So I was was never in that game. Yeah. But those people made, you know, the shops are blowing that gray market up and (coughs) making Nice. Did you ever do? Did you guys ever get any like team riders, whether surf, skate, or like? Yeah, no, we had a full surf team when we first opened. My my first team rider was Darren Sorensen. He was like the guy here. Yeah. And but it was just the crew, you know. Yeah. So it got to the point. It's like we had thirty or forty guys on the team. It was just like this is too much, and everybody wants you know, you know, petting the egos of everybody. Yeah. All my close friends. It kind of you know, it's like it, it just got out of hand. Yeah, for sure. So in this day and age, a team writer, fucking everybody's on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a ambassador. You know, free you know? stickers, bro. You got a t-shirt and a, sw- and a hoodie every. Yeah, uh, I think that's important, but it's at the same time, it's just how much is it really benefiting? Yeah, well, you just got to pick the right guys, but it's just it just 
blew up in my face and you know some of my friends got butt hurt because i said hey, i'm not going to do a team anymore yeah, yeah. you know I'm not living at mom and dad's condo for no rent I yeah guess. you know i have five kids now <laughs> <laughs> i have a house mortgage and you know bills are bills yeah yeah so did you get into the private label uh right away in the beginning with with uh on the beach Shop or well, it's nice is on the beach you know obviously we're in a tourist destination too at the same time mm-hmm. so carmel is a big icon name and yeah so we definitely did so we spanned our logos out uh, one of my best friends does our logos he took over and it just made it uh, john o'connor he does a lot of people's we know john o'connor oh yes you do yeah, yeah no, yesterday's yep yesterday's screen printing and he does all o'neill up here, he does some specific wave. He does moon doggies. Does he still work for yesterday's? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Arbor. That's got to be like twenty plus, maybe almost thirty years that he's been doing that. Yeah, right? I think it's thirty years. Wow. Yeah. We chat every day. You know. About tell him. Tell him. I said. Tell him. Lyndon from Hunting the Serpent Sport said hello. Oh yeah. If he remembers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does. Yeah. Our rep was Rambo. Brad Rambo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Rambo's is independent trading company. Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. doing too bad either, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, this is a weird time right now, so it's just like we just got to get back on track. I don't yeah. know what the mean by. So, so. But, yeah, Rambo's, you know, he's talking to Rambo. I just talked to him yesterday. He said he just talked to Rambo a little bit. So, nice. yep, he's still in. So, so you, you – um, 99, you shut down Carmel. Um, yeah. And then within two years, we did as we did more business with just one store. Yeah. That's so. crazy. So what, what's the difference you think, uh, is it, is it uh, between Monterey and Carmel, is it just more of a, a, a year-round business and more population that makes it that much more well, successful? Or? Carmel's such a tourist town, you know, if you looked upon as a tourist business, and we've always been about locals. Yeah. Day one. Even in Carmel, there's a huge local vibe um, there, and it just started deterring people. Parking got issues, you know, hey, I live here, but all these tourists are coming. So when we opened Monterey, we actually found out a lot of Carmel people are coming actually to our Monterey location. Yeah. So, and it was, you know, this was 3,000 square feet. The other one was... When we first opened, I think it was 2,100 square feet. Mm-hmm. And then we added to it after I bought Locatelli and got a little more room. But it's still, this was a bigger store, a little more updated compared to the Carmel one. Yeah. You know, we just were so embedded in in neon that it kept on staying there a little bit longer <laughs> than it should have. So, but we had a cool little board riders section. They've come in and revamped it. So we've, you know, heavily involved with Quicksilver. Love Quicksilver. Yeah. So. Did you have some uh, Kelly appearances? Yeah. No, we actually had Kelly came up and stayed at my house for three nights. What? Yeah. Did you charge him rent? (laughs) (laughs) He's a grom. But we actually had, it was a black and white tour. So we had Shane Basham. Noah Bedreau, Willie Morris, uh, Kelly Holbrook was there. That's amazing. Yeah. And we, we took him down to a, a nice big surf spot that, you know, Mr. The late Peter Davy kind of just rolled right in and took him down there and showed him what's up. Nice. Um, 
yeah, Willie's just, oh my God, I miss that guy every day. Yeah. Um, so it was just epic. He was killing it out there. So and it, was, it was a solid eight foot that day too. Wow. Yeah. That video is, will ever for be etched in my mind. That's probably one of the best, you know, surf videos ever, black and white. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was cool because they were filming it, and Richard was on that trip, too. So, Wilcox was Willie was on it. Yeah. So, I have a picture of me, Shane, that Willie took, Willie, uh, of Kelly, me, Boudreau, and Shane. Nice. You're going to have to get us uh, a bunch of photos from, from archive photos from yeah. the past and, and some of the new, uh, some, some updated ones, too. Yeah, for sure. So, here we are. Let's talk about present day COVID uh, situation. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting. It's it's uh, a new day every day. I've been just embedding myself on every project that I wanted to be doing for the last, you know, since I reopened this, the new location. So, let's backtrack, actually, real quick. So, 2000... Paid off all my loans. I took an SBA loan because obviously stores and I went through a divorce and just got everything. So in 2001, 2002, my landlord came in and was going, hey, I'm going to, we need to, we're going to tear down the building you're in. Wow. And I'm just debt free. Everything's paid off. And it's like, really? Okay, so this landlords and they're, they're great people. They'd move me down to Cannery Row, which is only two blocks away down from the aquarium on the same street. Yeah, yeah. Which we look, our store looks down at Cannery Row, so we're in such a great spot um, from that iconic, you know, our very tourist. It's like being you know two blocks away from the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Just a great location, but very visible. So our building got torn down. So now I have to go back into debt, <laughs> Damn. talk the house, you know, and get that. So now we're in a six thousand square foot store, beautiful. You know, they have a condo or apartments above us. And uh, so basically, I got to build my dream store from ground level, ground up. Yeah. Were you Were you able to salvage anything like like fixture wise or cool? You know, pop from the other store. Not one thing. Oh, wow. Nope. Nope. Even our fish tank went down. <laughs> Always had a fish tank in the store. But but on the other hand, it's just like, okay, reset yourself. What are you going to look in the future? Well, how is it going to look? And as, you know, I, I basically, I call it the surf village, but I built this tropical paradise that I'm in. Everything's fixtures. Everything's custom built. All the wood is all made out of, you know, look to be koa wood. Um, it's timeless. Yeah. You know, it's my own surf village. So, you know, you go to Pirates of the Caribbean, love that. Yeah. Like the same for the next 30 years, it's still fucks cool shit. Yeah. I love, I love that kind of, you know, surf Americana vibe. Yeah. I mean, it's timeless. I mean, every guy's dream is to be surfing somewhere tropical. Yeah. Girl and living on the beach. That's pretty, you know, simple and, but it's good ways every day in that. So that's what we people walk in and we want them to feel like they're on vacation already in this paradise, and it's timeless. That's the thing; it's timeless. And people will will walk in there and go, "Damn, 
this is different. And then, yeah. you know, go back to where they live and go, hey, if you ever go to Monterey, you got to stop in on the beach and check out their decor. Yeah. You I know? mean, you go down up down the coast, you look at, I look at Moondoggies, I look at Ponchos, yeah. I look at even Huntington Surfing Sport. I mean, just you go in there and just look around. You yeah. don't even, you know, the shopping's there, but just the store itself is insane. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you you want people to come in and and you know as a retailer spend as much time in the store whether it's looking at product or just enjoying what you what yeah. you have. Yeah. yeah, like your surfboard collection, you know, or the the imagery, the photos you collected over the years. It's cool. Totally. Yeah. So, are you doing anything uh, online or brick and mortar only? Um, well. As I said earlier, I did mail order. Yeah. And I literally had the very first online store hmm. as a shop out before anybody. So you were the first to, to do e-com on, on the internet? Yep. And I was the first one to go down, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, first I in, first out? First in, first out. I mean, it was just like I, built, I had one catalog and it was pretty much outdated before it even hit the shelves and before it got mailed out. It's just, it just, I did everything wrong and it just took me away from the stores and took me what I do best. And I'm a floor guy. I'm yeah. out front, you know, front lines. So and, what we like to do is, uh, talk about, you know, obviously you've been around for 34 years, right? It'll be your 34th year this year. And over the years, I mean, you know, you, you're, you're somewhat of a one-man show, but you do have employees, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. So on a, in, in a typical year, you know, outside of COVID before, before how, many, how many guys would you have on the floor? And like how many people do you employ at like the high times of the season? So I, I go from on floor, you know, the average is four people a day to six on the floor weekends and you know we have these certain hours that we'll bring in house six just because we want to make sure everybody gets serviced correctly and yeah. you know unfortunately we get you know gotta watch the floor security wise too at the same time yeah but it's more about taking care of the customer because that's who's taking care of us yeah so do you have full when uh during normal so have, times I, yeah i have um four full employees wow and the rest are part-timers um, but these full employees are also kind of going to school too at the same time. Mm-hmm. I had a called a lifer, but I had a guy named Kyle Goldbeck, which is actually just, I saw him today and he was with me for 17 years. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. That's he awesome. came as a Grom worked his way up all that. And then it got to, you know, had a kid and, you know, to a certain extent he had to move up to the next level and it's like, Hey, I got this opportunity. I was like, Hey, you should take it. And, you know, I wish him luck, but I haven't been able to replace that. Obviously, that long, it's hard to replace someone like that. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. You know, yeah. with being a one-operation store, I got you know, take a lot on my plate more than I probably should have. But branching out and giving some more duties out there and giving it back. I got three new three people that I'm really working with, and I think they have a lot of future here. Yeah. So are you are you doing the, with the full time people? Are you offering health insurance or any kind uh, of benefits? Not yet. Yeah, uh, we had those back in the day when I thought I was going to be blowing up with all these, and I had thirty employees, and I was just going more in the hole. Yeah. Every month. 
So I'm kind of still gun shy of just kind of trying to blow it back up again. Yeah. So I wanted to feel comfortable about that. The next venture, obviously with COVID right now, it's like people are calling us, do you do mail order? It's like, yeah, we'll do FaceTime. We'll shop with you, but we don't have a uh, website to shop off of, which we need. Yeah. So that's in the works, but we've been doing, we've been doing actually okay. Yeah. But that's a big commitment to do online. You got to, you know, a lot of resources and time. Totally. And that's where I'm gun shy. If we do online, it's only going to be our own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And dumb, dumb stuff that's sex wax t-shirts, stuff that we can easily get that's always in stock, always that we will carry. But there's no sense going full blown. Chasing seasonal items that are in and out like every few weeks. So I hate to say our vendors are our competition. Yeah, can we can we do something and you know it might be a touchy subject, but let's let's talk about you know you being first in on on internet sales and and first out like walk us through that experience like what why did you get on first and and what was it like and then what led to its demise? Um, me. Me, <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm the blame, you know, big, big dreams didn't come through, didn't know how to put it together. You know, I would fall back on going, hey, I didn't go to school, see to my pants. It wasn't properly planned and planned at all. It was all seat of the pants, retail guy trying to go make a business out of it. Yeah. You know, that you got to, there's no it's nuts and bolts. It's black and white when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the passion of selling the item to the customer and seeing the stoke that they get. Yeah. So yeah, but, but the, the way you're approaching it now with, you know, having your own stuff on there, you get a lot of, you know, tourists that come and, you know, they might head back to their home into their town and somebody might see that item and be like, Oh, I, you know, I probably won't make it to Carmel or, or Monterey or wherever, but, I want that shirt. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, we've always done mail order. Yeah. That's yeah. We, those people have always called us and it was always for our own stuff. Yeah. Well, let's, you know? let's talk about the internet thing too, because I, I, I find it kind of uh, interesting now that it's, people are starting to go back to it. Right. Because you weren't the only one, you might've been the first guy to do it, but there's definitely everyone jumped on the bandwagon. You know, yeah, like sure. I remember Huntington Surf and Sport trying to get into it. I remember Surfside getting into it. I remember everybody getting into it and then finding out that it was way more of a, a money. Whole nother business. Well, yeah. yeah and and a, a whole nother business that took another department almost. Right. And yeah. then and then uh, I think it was pretty lucrative for maybe a, a couple of years. I don't really know. But it seemed like, OK. We have an e-com department. We have e-com inventory. We have, you know, an e-com business run separately from the brick and mortar. And then totally. and then slowly but surely, people started falling off, right? Well, I think, yeah. And I think going back to the guy that I think that really kind of set it off and he was blowing it up and saying he was blowing it was Dave Hollander. With yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they probably were. You know, that's yeah. you hear all the stories. You know how reps talk. You know yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? What? what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's blowing it up. You know? Yeah. But you do hear those stories, and you're like, oh, 
I want my piece of the pie too. Yeah. 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 You know, but, um, I think Hollander, I think it blew, you know, I think he was very successful, but you know, I don't know if there was a lot of great market there or something or just how people were talking, but in all, I think it was his demise too yeah. at the same time. Well, it's, it's crazy because there's definitely a lot of different factors that, um, led to people getting off it. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, the elephant in the room is direct to consumer and Amazon, right? I mean, totally. Oh, for sure. Those are those two are the biggest that, factors. Yeah, but that time it is, you had to be in a computer in your face. Yeah. The computer's in your pocket now. Yeah. Yeah. So you everybody's it's changed. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know. Now it's but, just it's just finding the right way to utilize that you know, that way of business that you can work with. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get off, let's get off surfing the internet and into real surfing. Yeah. Well, well, I wanted to ask, you know, you're, I saw that you're, you do rentals, you know, for, for, uh, surf and snowboard and skis or skis. Yeah. How's that, how's that like factor into like, you know, profitability and, and helping just sell product in store. It does. Well, I mean, you know, we're still gun shy of snowboards. We're not what we're, no one's selling like they used to. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the seasons, you know, we got out, we took out Hades for three years after the, um, that long ass, uh, drought. Drought. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot going on today, but yeah, the drought has killed everybody. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we still did the rentals. We kept our feet in it because I I love you know it's, it brings another different kind of clientele in our business. That but it's also a passion too for you. Totally, totally. I mean, my daughters they're twenty six and twenty four. That was our go to. That was you know I went through a divorce and that she my ex couldn't take me away. This was our little thing that she couldn't take away. Couldn't get involved and get her fingers in our business. <laughs> So, as she did all the time, <laughs> but that was our that was our deal, you know. So they yeah. didn't, surf, they didn't, you know, they liked the beach, but you know, whatever. But when it came to snowboarding, that was their our packed our deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so your daughters grew up in the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both daughters worked in the shop. Yeah, they had to, at eighteen years old. They had to go work somewhere else for a year. Hmm. So I made them, you know, you can work so for they me. Could appreci- so they could appreciate and get a better perspective on, like, yeah, how other people are as bosses. Yeah, just, you know, my daughter, Shelby, the oldest one, um, she literally went across the street. There's a CVS, and she got applied for a job, and she worked at CVS for a no whole way. year. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so I went across the street, and, you know, and she's here's my daughter in a little CVS outfit. You That's know? crazy. Yeah. Why not yeah. go and work for uh, your mom and dad? Well, my mom and dad were, you know, in Fresno. Yeah. So, but they they sold their businesses. Um, they've already retired with that. Oh wow! Yeah. So wait, so they sold that that crazy agriculture chemical? Yeah, they got out. I actually, they said, okay. My dad's like, okay. I'm going to sell this, but if you're not feeling what you're doing is what you want to do, um, you can come back and be a part of it and take it over someday. And I would have made a lot more money there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you wouldn't uh, been at the beach. 
but I'd also have to live there. Yeah. Yeah. So my heart's here, you know, my sand, my feet are in the sand. What about so, your, your siblings though? They didn't take it well, over. My friend, well, we had a couple businesses. I, I was supposed to take over the hardware. My parents still kept, so they were selling one of their business off the hardware and tire business. Okay. So that's what they were referring to that they keep it in the family and all that. If I come back and run Nats and okay. take over that. My brother is very involved with the, the chemical side and you have to know what you're doing with chemicals and yeah. all that. He's certified and all this. And I'm like, I had nothing, you know, and now that, that business there was actually the big money maker. Right. And that's still going. And well, it's still going, but it bought, they sold that out okay. years ago too, to, they're like the last independent out. So yeah. they just, uh, and, and it goes back to my dad's relationship with all the farmers that he has been taken care of, right. you know, the big boys who kind of get, kind of getting squeezed, I would say, out because they can afford to give a little lesser price because they're that, they're that big. Yeah. National companies. Got it. Uh, hear that far too many times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he held his own. So. That's, yeah, that was, that was a good part, and he got some good money from it. So I, I love stories yeah. like that, you know, like that's, since that's 1925. That's shows. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, you've been. Let's talk about surfing, and uh, tell us some of the best surf or what's the best surf trip you ever had. Uh, well, I'm at first. Big one. Well, I went to North Shore for like six years in a row. Nice. Um, and are you yeah. comfortable in the big stuff? I was at one point. You know, I mean, I think I was. <laughs> they were comfortable, but comfortable but enough. You know, it's like nice. ten to twelve foot waves is kind of I'd say my max. But then I got also into ocean rescue after my divorce, or right before I went and got on the ocean rescue team of the fire department here. Oh. It's a volunteer thing. And then that's when toe surfing was coming on strong. And I grew up with riding motocross, so on the PWC, it was just like second nature. Oh, wow. Okay. Sean Lauderdale's class at K38. Actually, I took it with Peter Mel. We had a three-day night ops, all that. So That sounds awesome. Yeah. Came with K38 certified driver. And then Ghost Tree happened. Oh, so since the day Peter Mel and Adam towed it first one year, and then the so were those year, guys the first guys to surf it? They're Ghost the first Street? guys to tow it. To There's tow guys, it. Local guys around here have been kind of surfing this little nugget off to the side. Yeah, and call it a nugget, ten foot, you know, nug. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but they didn't surf the outer part of it the way. So I came out, and we got another local guy, Don Curry, um, was part of the Maverick scene. He was charging up there, and we brought him, you know, as part of the crew. So I bought two skis. I was going through my divorce, all about going to the lake with my daughters, like, oh, go to the lake. Oh, so I named both skis Shelby and Shauna. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. And through our divorce, all of a sudden we show up. At court, and my ex-wife got pictures of these skis with their names on it inside my yard. <laughs> like, hey, this is business. We're we're towing. You yeah, know, we're towing. She's trying to get use it against you. Oh, one hundred percent. So, you were out that day, uh, Adam and Pete towed. 
I wasn't out that day, but every day that there after that, yeah. so it went by another year. The day that Adam and Peter Toe, there was that one picture of Peter was actually on the cover of Go, uh, on Surfer Magazine. I got to find that. He you know he's, he's he was just on our podcast. Yeah, I yeah. Heard it. it was cool because I've seen Peter grow up all these years to yeah. surf against him in WSAs and all that back yeah. in the day when I thought I actually can surf. <laughs> and found out that I was just kind of just got to paddle out and hang out with them. <laughs> one, of, one of our little uh, local boys, uh, Timmy Reyes, surfed uh, that. He had a couple of good stories about yeah. surfing out there. And I was out in waves. Yeah. His, yeah. So you so, you might have been out that day that it was he described to us his worst wipeout ever, and it was yeah. at Ghost Trees. Yeah. I was out there when Jughead <laughs> broke his leg. Ooh. Jughead came out, palled out. He just got off the plane, came out Skin Dog's longboard, which I still have. I got to give that back to him. But he came out and put on a show. This guy was doing freaking jumps off these freaking like whoop de doos. Wow. So off these big boils and just going mental and killing it. But then all of a sudden he overextended and broke his leg. Wow. Oof. So. How, where on his on his like thigh the femur bone or the yep yep exactly the hardest bone bone to break yep what what happened how how did you do that his torque to turn you know you're in straps uh, and the board just came back around and just dug oh my Oof. god yeah but he was killing it but yeah every day I was towing in Joel Fitzgerald yeah. Fritzy. So we were in center spread of surfing life on one of his waves out there. Sick. So, yeah. That yeah. must have been intense being out in that type of surf, even if you're on a, a you know, wave runner. Oh, uh, yeah. There's there's one year, I mean, most of the years since they opened, um, or since Ghostry started breaking, you know, all the boys started coming down. Um, Tyler Smith, Russell Smith got clobbered on one wave. I went and grabbed their ski, grabbed them, took them to their ski. They would have been toast if I didn't grab them. Right. So, but, you know, every year there's Don Curry got the wave cover shot on Surfer on that one big wave. Um, and then just put it on the map. Yeah. So That's Hawaii, crazy. you got some good experience there. What other, where, where other adventures have you been? Uh, Tabby three times. Nice. Look at so. you. Yeah, you goofy foot, right? Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, my my new go place is you know going back home and redeeming myself in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> valley boy, it's crazy. I used to deliver chemicals to Lamore. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I know that whole zone. And my brother married a girl from Lamore when her dad was stationed at the Navy boat. Yeah, so. Kind of feeling like going back home and surfing my home town in a way. So let, let's talk about that. How, you know, you being from that area, when you first heard about it, what were you thinking? You're like, what? Is this real? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, just like everybody else, you see that first wave and you see it go down. And then you're just like, dude, Lamore, really? Yeah. You should have called me. I got, I got family. <laughs> 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 I could have hooked you up, you know, you're in maybe cheaper land or something, but, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, but, uh, no, it's just mind boggling. And then obviously I went with you, uh, Lennon on that outer known, my first trip to the ranch. Yeah. Was that the first time you saw the wave? 
live in yeah. front of my face. Yeah. yeah. And then just, you know, you're in a kid in a candy store. You got all these, all these vendors, all these people that you heard about their shops and, you know, egos flying and brawl. But, golly, you sit there all day and look at it going, okay, when's my turn? And, you know, it was excitement, but it's like, as you know, you know, first when I got there, like, oh, yeah, or before, like, I don't know if you can come, but I don't know if you're going to make the cut. I'm like, yeah. Um, I better make the cut. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't want to go all the way there and just watch. Oh, yeah. But even that is insane just to watch. It's like, but yeah. yes. Yeah, it's so, going so to the club and on you're those... like, I, I, I want to lap dance, please. <laughs> 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 or just seeing your friend so get on in, those surf like, shop uh, days. Sorry. Are those uh, and, and, surf shop days at the ranch? Are you guys like vibing each other or are you guys all getting along? Well, so I'll finish my story because it's actually on the, the outer known day. You know, I was in, my name's on there. I went with Aaron Pye. Trevor was on there too. I brought a, I got to bring a friend. And all of a sudden, I'm in the, you know, in my heat about to go out. And I asked Aaron, like, hey, where's Trevor? I was like, oh, he's sick. And I'm like, oh, well, can I have, I have a friend there that wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's, they're already expecting one person. So, they let my friend go in. So here comes the wave. And I'm just like, I haven't surfed for a little bit, but kind of waiting for it. And that wave's so tricky. And it's so different from the ocean wave. Yeah. Whatever. You have to kind of rethink how it does. But, you know, my ego got involved. I didn't listen well to what to do. So I missed my first wave. And there's obviously, you know, we only got halfway. <laughs> And I missed it. I'm like, oh, I almost had it. It's like, oh, bummer. You probably got off. Got hold, hold on, Kelly. Laura, we can hear you. I don't have her number. Mom, you got to text mom for her, her number. He took off hey, his mom. micro. He took off his headphone thinking that we can't yeah. hear him. Tell her you got home late and you're trying Look to this barn. get on. <laughs> hey, Laura, we can yeah. hear you. Sorry. <laughs> what an I thought idiot. I turning off the mic. No, you idiot. We can totally hear you. Junior's got uh, issues logging into uh, tutoring. Uh, yeah, so we, have, we have tutoring. Hey, we can't work like this, Lar. We're, we're just we, we got dyslexia running through our family. We can't work like this. He was telling us about his uh, first experience surfing the ranch. Okay, right, you missed start, start. you missed he missed his first wave. I missed my first wave, and I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I just did that. And then so goes. So down. wait, you missed it like. You, you paddled for it and it paddled, went under I was you. actually on it and I just if two more strokes would have been perfect I just blew it yeah just overamped and all this and as I'm paddling back and you know you got like dude how deflated there, like, were you though sorry sorry to cut <laughs> you off what how deflated were you like oh. how how like embarrassed and like your heart just sank right it sank <laughs> here comes here comes the good part <laughs> or, or better, or, I didn't even call it good, but so I'm paddling back out, like oh my tail between my legs, I'm like about crying inside. Yeah, like can't I cooked it, and I paddled up to my next spot. So I'm gonna take the left, and the lifeguard's all, well, hey man, um, you know, sorry you missed that way, but do you want me to push you in? I'm like, my ego's going push me in, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. So. As the wave comes, my butterflies are still kicking more in now. As I'm literally going, pulling over the falls, trying to get on this left, 
I'm screaming, I wish you pushed me in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Ego was shot. And the whole day I sat there looking at all these guys that I feel I can serve. There's some guys I can serve circles around. Just watching them like, really? But you got up. Yeah. You got the way. (laughs) And I basically sat there all day saying, hmm. So I feel like this, you know, making out with this hot chick all day, (laughs) trying to get in there. And she finally says yes. Nothing, nothing. Just (laughs) And all of a sudden she's just like, okay, let's do it. And I'm just like. (laughs) 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 That's how I felt all day. And and there's all eyes on you. Oh, yeah. I I was just, and I just went to land. I'm like, dude. You need to get me back in there. <laughs> He's like, no, I, there's still people that aren't, aren't here that doesn't even serve. But I'm just like, yeah, but, I, oh, man. And my friend that I took, he got two waves and he killed it. Because <laughs> so, he didn't have the butterflies. He didn't have his yeah. security. He's like, oh, okay. All right. Sweet. Did, did you bring your own boards, obviously, and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Bring my own board, but, yeah, I just... So, wait a minute. You blew two waves? I blew the two waves that I was allowed. <laughs> and super embarrassed. I, don't, I didn't, I didn't know this. You guys did the same thing. Kelly, I didn't know that you blew your two waves. I, I, I never even knew. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say the beers were flowing early that day. I, I couldn't even drink. I was so distraught. <laughs> but, but yeah, Margie's Margie's are definitely. But I was just I I waiting and all the hype of the experience. I just I just had to have more. And I told my friend the experience, what happened this next. He's like, I'm going to the ranch. So he got on a group, and I kind of like, well, don't do this, don't do that. And he kind of and he got it. But he was so excited, he did his own trip with another friend, and he invited me. He's like, he's like, you know, I know you had a bad trip last time, and, you know, once you come on my trip, I'm like, cool, I'll be, you know, he brought me as a poacher. He, so this guy, we're driving there, he brings me, him and his son, he spent $10,000 for the day. <laughs> wow. How many people? The whole way there, he's like, well, I had a good year, but he's like, I can't believe I spent $10,000 on my <laughs> I can't believe you did that, but thank you for bringing me. (laughs) So I'm just like, how many people, how many people that day? There's only like six of them. Oh my God. Big rollers that just bought the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they have their own slots. Right. Yeah. So So he was one of six that paid and then he brought whoever he wanted to bring. Yeah. And then he gave me a couple ways. I finally got it. I'm like, got it down. I was just like, Oh, Okay, I'm in again. You yeah, know, I know how to do this, and got excited, and it just you, you know you get to know the wave, you understand a little bit more, and then it's on. So I'm like, well, shit, I can do this. I ran snow chips before, so I listen, actually listen to this, Lar. I ended up and bought a day. Wow! And just like I got enough, you know, people that I know, and you know, this this misto thing. So I literally booked it. And I booked and I told, threw it out there. I sold it out in four days. Sick. Yeah. So that what was, was your, better. What was your, what, what was your like invite like cap? Like what, how many did you? 12 just, guys. 12. There's only 12 guys. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so it's not cheap, but it's like reasonable. No, it's not, and, it's not cheap, but it's a yeah. bucket list. And when I left there, and even so, when we were leaving, as a guy was saying, I can't believe I spent ten bucks, ten bucks, ten thousand. He's just like, that's the best ten thousand dollars I ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm glad you spent because <laughs> it was best free I ever had. <laughs> so, so Lar, he booked it, right? He, yeah. he booked his own day. Three days in a row. No, no, no. Four. Four. <laughs> so the next, I booked the first trip, sold it out. I'm like, oh my god, I need more. I want more. So more people, and I got it out through our my social and people I know. And so I booked two days first in December, and then all of a sudden I sold those out in a week. And then all these guys are talking. You know, it's big dough to have your name on that contract. Yeah. And sweating it, I'm losing sleep. I can't believe this. And oh, I owe this. And and then my other friends like, well, hey, I'm like, I already sold out, dude. I'm not. It's like, well, if I get four more people, would you do it? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then it was like, okay. And then more, four more people signed up. And then it's like, okay, third day sold out. Like, oh no, no more, no more, no more. And then it was like. Two other guys call. Three other guys. I'm like, well, I, I can handle four days in a row at the ranch, you know. And so you, we sold that out. You went for four days in a row in 2019 or 18? Uh, 19. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, this last December we had four days in a row: first, second, third, and fourth. Or it was yeah, it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> is Every, it cheaper then, or is it same? Uh, it's a little cheaper than Norm, but it's still crazy. I mean, it's still up there. Yeah. But it's the cheapest time the go. whole season. Yeah. And it's also, obviously the water's colder. Yeah. But, you know, four threes, you guys from, you know, SoCal have to wear five fours. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is the conditions? Insane. Damn. Yeah. The best barrels of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then some. Did you get the backhand tube? Uh, at all? Uh, I was a little scared of that, but I got a couple little hits for sure. But the luckily, I um, traded off with a guy that's regular, so I'm like, oh, I'll take all the lefts and take all the rights. Yeah. So that worked out nicely for me. Yeah. That back, the 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 right tube is a little trickier than the left. Yeah. The the right. Well, I don't know. I got on the back of the ski and just watched the whole thing go down. Yeah. And literally, that the ride's the best barrel, for sure. Yeah, I just don't know how to tube ride at all. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a pretty damn good video of you. Barrel dodger. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so have you, um, Cavi, you've done that. Any, any other uh, great destinations? No, necessarily. I mean, I got five kids. Yeah. So, you know, I don't get out much and, you know, it's not, I don't really want to go far away from them. And so it is what it is, but I would say my go-to spot is definitely. Lamore. 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 Going back home. You know, I walked, I drove away from there just like a tabby trip. I don't want to go around the world, you know, that far away and. Literally, I'm pretty stoked on just going there, and that's my trip. That's awesome. Yeah. Any, um, yeah, any other wave pools like you, you've seen no. or watched? 
No, once you've been to J-Bay, you don't want to go to a beach break. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, hey Lar, he's got uh, December booked again, so. Yeah, I got three days. I got day and a half already full. So I got more another day and a half to fill, so. So, well. I've been hearing that you haven't gone yet. Nope. Nope. Still, still waiting. Still waiting for that invite. Yeah, well, I no, think I, I've been invited, but I, I just I I was out of town on the two times I think it happened. Yeah, uh, but, but a, I think the invites this year are going to be a little tougher because you know they have for sure, time. for sure. You know, yeah, but That's, they, you know, we'll see what happens when they when they open up like these three or four pools down in um, Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, sure. yeah. The, one, the Kelly the one's supposed to be twice as big. No, I don't think so. I talked to those guys there. Oh, I think really? It's wider, so the water will calm down a little bit faster. Okay. But it, they say it's the same pool. I kind of thought it was going to be, you know, it, the, it going down straight in the middle, and there'll be one wave on one side, one wave on the other side, and they said that's not the case. Huh. Which that's too I bad. Think, wouldn't you want to flip it and just have two waves at the same time? Going yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one in um, Austin. That, that one has it down the middle, and nice. so it's not identical ways, sides. but but it's, but it's not like Kelly's way. Oh, not More. even close. It's like yeah. old man's. But I heard they bought that and they're retrofitting it. They're redoing it. Yeah, but I think that it's not down the middle. I mean, it's it's still one sided. Yeah. They are retrofitting, but it's going to be just a little wider. So. You have more time to um, the water, so you have more repeaters. So instead of four minutes waiting, maybe you wait three minutes. Yeah. Mm. So that would be more waves of the day. Yeah. I'm just wondering with more pools, that the pricing will, will come down with competition. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I when I know what I'm going to buy when I win the lottery. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Forget yeah. a mega yacht and going to all these surf spots. Like I'm not nah, every there. day. Kelly's Reef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take me there. Exactly. Well, cool, I man. Oceanside too might be possible. Yeah, Oceanside's supposed to have another one too. Have a, a wave pool. Yeah. That's crazy. More and more. Bring it on. Going for it. All right. Well, I think we got a lot of good stories out of you, Kelly. Um, yes. Let's wrap. Let's wrap it up. Uh, and let's uh, tell us the Instagram account. Uh, OTB Surf Shop 86. All right. That's OTB Surf Shop 86 on Instagram. Yeah. If anybody uh, wants some info on the Surf Ranch, they can email me at kelly at onthebeachsurfshop.com. We'll send them info. What's, uh, what's the shop number? Uh, 831. Six four six nine two eight three. Nice, nice. Yeah. Anything else you want to promote or say or? I just you know, lo- shop local. Shop local. Shop I, I I don't want to call them a dying breed, but you got to keep it core. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand how easy it is to take a shit and order your shit up on you know Amazon. At the same time, but you're taking away tax dollars. You're taking away for us to support local schools. You know, Amazon's sure not taking, giving back to local schools or the local, you know, the surf crowd. Yeah. Local. Yeah. Or, or answering, you know, like 
tech questions or, or being able to like service, you know, the, the customer, like you guys are, that's, you guys are, are it. You're the core shop. That's what people need to realize. Yeah. yeah. I had a woman one day trying three suits and I told her, Oh, this suit will fit you way better. Just looking at her body style it fit. She's like, Oh, this fits killer. It's like, Oh, this is perfect. It's like, well, let me go back and let me do some research on this suit. Oh. And I, I just thought, I was like, really? I'm like, I'm like, how old's the internet? Yeah. 20 years. I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 plus years. You don't need an internet. You know? Yeah. Just, but some people are just that way. They just need to have their own little documentation. It's like, well, yeah. show you what's up. Yeah. You, are you having to do uh, competitive price matching just to, you know? Technically, I, I refuse to because if you open that door up, it's just going to always be that way. Yeah. Yeah. All our prices, every surf shop selling this is actually retail. So everybody yeah. should be selling them at that price. Right. The only time is you see, you know, oh, I found this suit on this. Well, that's last year's suit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry they don't have your size. That's why you're here. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I, I think you the brand. You pay for yeah, yeah, I think the the brands that are going to be able to protect MSRP and and hold hold you know value for the core retailer and and not discount are the ones that are going to you know ultimately stay around. You know, yeah. any advice for our listeners, Kelly? Stay core. Stay core. Stay maybe. core. You know, last, keep your lifestyle and make it happy. You know, that's what it's all about. And enjoy every day because tomorrow might not be here. Yeah, we hear you. So. Spread aloha. Surf with aloha. Nice. Well, Kelly Sorensen on the Beach Surf Shop, thanks for your time today. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. It's been real. Maybe uh, after this COVID thing, maybe we can slide into uh, slide into uh, Lemoore where you're a local. <laughs> I am. I, I claim that harder than anybody. <laughs> I'm the Valley Boy, you know. Well, thanks for your time, buddy. Yeah, congrats on your 34 years in business. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks for your time. I yeah, right. appreciate you guys. Keep it up. Peace. Okay. We off? Off. <laughs>